Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever the case may be, and welcome to another episode of Way Off Sides. That's way with four A's, not two, not three, four A's, people. Um, we got a pretty cool show today. First of all, I'd like to apologize for not being here last week. I had some professional things I had to take care of, but uh, like always, I've got Bill and Chris here with me tonight. They uh, they they locked it down for us last week. Um, fellas, week what? Week Four of the college football season is officially in the books, and it was a good week. It was a uh, it was a, a nice week of football. We got some really good games. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all watched Ohio State Notre Dame. I'm assuming yes, you did. Yes, uh, that was a great football game. Um, fantastic football game. Um, Chris, I don't want to put you on the spot, but go ahead. Could you kind of tell us um, where we are? Um, on our picks right now. Mm, I don't think you want to know. I do. Actually, after after last week, uh, we we picked forty eight games. Okay. Uh, Bill Bill has picked twenty nine correctly. Okay. Boo on Bill. <laughs> I have picked thirty two, and you wow. have picked thirty thirty three. All right, man. That's not bad. We're, We're not bad. It's not not too bad, but I mean, yeah. Let, let, <laughs> I mean, we 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 all had good weeks, a pretty good week last well, week with our picks. If we were if we we're hanging out with our friends in the uh, desert regions, we'd all be making money. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're getting into conference play, um, so things will start leveling out. So, well, and things are, yeah, this is a, this is a weird season right now. It I is. Mean, nobody is. There's, there's no, everybody's kind of grinding in, in a low gear. Nobody's shifted into high gear yet. Yeah. There's there's no, I, don't, I don't know that it's going to happen. If you want me to be honest with you. Um, I, I just kind of feel like it's a, you know, your, 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 your big names, um, Georgia, Ohio state, Alabama, um, a lot of, a lot of talent being replaced on those teams yes. got a lot of young quarterbacks. Um, and so, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I think a couple of teams may have turned a corner, uh, this past weekend. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but it was just a, a, a fantastic weekend, um, of, of college football. And, uh, man, it's just so nice to have the game back and to be able to talk about it. And, um, you, you, yeah, but the, the only problem is not on seven nights a week. I agree, man. I want to – I did that first weekend of college football where you get, what, four days straight of college – Yeah. I love it. You know? Those are fantastic. Yeah. I, I think we ought – you know, as far as college football goes, get rid of the XFL, the USFL, the, N, the, the NBAFL, whatever it's called, and just give me college SEC football for seven, eight months a year. You don't think you'd get tired of it? I would because because around mid December I'm like, dang, this season's gone. I mean, I, I'd be I'd be tired of being with his knots and you know. Yeah, how many how many NOTs this week, guys? Yeah, I, Alabama has zero for the season. Uh, that's going to change. We'll talk about that too here in a minute. But uh, yeah, I, 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 um, you know, I, I like the way it's structured now. Um, I don't know if you guys are are USFL guys, but. Um, I actually enjoy the league, the spring league, um, obviously, Ghost Stallions. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a really nice complement to college football. Uh, it's not the same product that we get in the SEC, 
But, you know, it, it, it kind of helps the time go by fast. You know, you got your national championship, um, and then all of a sudden spring practice. The Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl, spring game, and then all of a sudden USFL starts. And then by the well, time that's the, done, we're getting close to media days. And, so, and, you know, they announced today They announced today that there's going to be a merger with the USFL and the XFL. Really? And so, yeah, and it's going to be – I think they're – I don't know if this is the case, but one of the concepts is to call it the uh, the U.S. Spring Football League. I like that. Um, I, I wonder – Something something like that, and so what what we're gonna get is it it and I, I happen to just put some ideas on it, and it's it's gonna be like you got the NFL, you got class three A, you know, like like in uh like in minor league baseball, right, you got sure. the the three, and then you'll have college. So it'll be that mid tier between college. It'll be those guys that, for some reason, didn't get drafted, but they sure got talent, mm-hmm. and they'll go, they'll go play in the spring league, and then the NFL will be you know the top tier. Yeah, I, I think that's a smart move. You know, D- Dwayne Johnson's been building that enterprise up for a while. Um, I, yeah. I got a lot of questions. I, I think it'll work. I th- it wouldn't. It didn't work. You know, when the USFL back in the eighties, because the NFL just couldn't stand the idea of having a competitor. Yeah, which it, and, it's almost like it's not a competitor. It, it's almost, you know, it's it's kind of its own thing. I think because it's in the spring, yeah. um, it, it, there's really no competition. And it's actually benefiting uh, the NFL in terms of, you know, these teams being able to go and look at this talent and go, you exactly. know, hey, oh, we need yeah, to pick up a guy. That's it. And I think that's well, and I, I think I think I think the uh, NFL has finally looked at it as this isn't a competition. This is a something else. Sure. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, the NFL, um, they're such a monopoly. Yeah. And they, exactly. they, they, uh, it, it's like, it's like the PGA tour and the live tour. Um, they couldn't, they can't, they couldn't accept a, a comp, a competitor for a long time. And then it took, you know, PGA tour and live tour merged quickly because, there's so much money at stake. Right. But, um, you know, it's very, it, it, you know, the, that harsh reaction by the PGA tour two years ago was where the NFL was 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what the NFL has realized, and uh, this is something that, that Dwayne Johnson has realized with the XFL, um, is the, the USFL is, it's pretty much a, it's, it's free evaluation. Um, you know, there you go. It, it, I mean, really, that's what that's what it is. That's 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 what. Uh, for those of you, I, like I was saying, I got a lot of questions uh, last week as why Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was the guest picker for the Colorado Colorado State game. Um, I, I'm going to take a second if you guys don't mind and explain go, that. Go ahead. So when the when Deion Sanders took the job at Jackson State, uh, and you know when he got Travis Hunter to commit there. Instead of FSU, um, obviously the media was all over that story. Johnson found that as you know, he's got a college football background. Um, he looked at that as an opportunity to go down to Mississippi and start recruiting this talent at these HBCUs, 
um, for his XFL. Um, and so, you know, very close relationship there. He's continued that relationship with Dion uh, in Boulder. And so that's why he ended up being the guest picker uh, on that game. That's his association with, with that program right now. Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, that that's yeah that's why he was there. A lot of people were really confused because typically uh, college game day's guest picker is – you know, has some kind of association with that school or, or athletics or something, um, you know, a Joe Namath to Alabama or something like that. Uh, the rock was just kind of there. And so what he's doing is, he, I mean, he's, he's pushing XFL um, also trying to save some face. You know, he's had some bad press lately um, with some lawsuits and uh, you know, potential fibs of, ha, that have been told between him and uh What's her name? Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah. Yeah, yeah. regarding the the Maui fire uh, donations, but either way, um, that's 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 all hearsay. So um, that's what that is. But anyway, um, well, hey, while while we're talking about the NFL, what about our our boy Tua? Oh, King Tua! It, My goodness, dude, they got him. What in a game! game. You, and you that that. I I couldn't believe it because it, it was it just I watched the game and why didn't we get that out of two at Bama? Oh, he couldn't stay healthy. When he was healthy, we were getting it out of him. His ankles kept breaking. Yeah, yeah, it, it, dude, But if Tua stayed healthy at Alabama, um, yeah, Alabama probably wins a national championship every year. He's the starting quarterback there. Um, well, and you know we had what he had two ankle surgeries and a hip surgery. Yeah, yeah, he, so, he stayed I mean, the, banged up. He, he, you know, did y'all see how much weight and muscle he gained in the past year and a half? Yeah, uh, he absolutely yeah. needed to after last season. I, I <laughs> he did, he had to. Me and uh, me and John have had plenty of conversations, and I, I feel like he's, you know, and I still feel this way even after that game. I still, I, two is one hit away from his career being over. With. Oh yeah, definitely. And it, yeah, well, absolutely. It's a well, scary notion because I, I mean, he really is. I think. He's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it, um, historically. Well, that, yeah, that game was it a year ago at Miami where he started seizing on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I had the posturing yeah. in his hands and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that that was so scary. Yeah, it was scary. I, I was I was worried about him, but um, yeah, man, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Tua. Um, the yeah, most man. points scored by a winning NFL team. Crazy. Since 1965, and That's... and and McDaniel did not kick the field goal when he could have to, and I, if I'm not mistaken, those three points would have been the most ever scored in an NFL game. Yeah, that's my it, it. Would have, and, you know, it, it's go ahead, Chris. I, I think I, from what I've read on on the Twitter or X, whatever <laughs> it is, Twitter. he. You know, he he was he started his career as a ball boy for the Broncos. Yep. And it was said that out of respect for the Broncos is why he didn't kick that field goal. Huh. And and they didn't give him an opportunity to interview for the job when they had an opening. Exactly. And and so a lot of people were like, Oh, he's rubbing it in, but he wasn't rubbing it in. You know, I go back. It's it's like when Jimmy Johnson was at Miami. Your job is to stop us. Yeah. And they couldn't stop him. Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's see how you know. Let, let's see if they can continue putting up these wild numbers. Um, 
I, I can it won't happen. Like, it's the NFL. No, I mean, you know, it's, the, it's not. They're going to face better defenses. But, you yeah. know, I mean, it doesn't matter how good the defense but, is in the NFL. If you're putting up 70 points, I think that says more about the offense that you have than the defense you're playing. I, I do agree with that. The average – I mean, I'm talking like 70% of NFL games are one-score game. Definitely. So that was way outside the norm. Sure. Which proves which proves you had a superior offense and an inferior defense. Yeah, it's all the speed, and, man. It's uh, there's so yeah. much speed. And I do I do think you're going to see with uh, the Dolphins. I mean, with 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 in it with AFC East. I mean, I don't I don't see it. I mean, with uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers being out, um, and the Patriots being mediocre, it, it looks like the Dolphins have got a good pathway forward. Yeah, we'll see how they do in the playoffs. Well, and and that's going to be uncharted territory because this this Dolphins team is not familiar with the playoffs. No, they're not. Well, well the, this the, this Dolphins era isn't familiar with the playoffs. Well, they're gonna they're gonna see the probably the best defense they'll face. This year they they play the Bills this week, so yeah, that's that's a and, different story. That's a stout defense. Yeah, if they score more than twenty four, then I mean, yeah, you have to start talking about could this be the greatest NFL offense ever? You know, we get those conversations. Yeah, start. and they should absolutely. I mean, dude, look, I, I've said this before, maybe not on the show, but I I, I think I've heard you guys say it. Um, Alabama has seen some fantastic wide receivers. Um, Devontae Smith, obviously, Julio, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. I think the most talented wide receiver we've ever had at Alabama was Jalen Waddell. And I and think he's that, about to get off the IR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, this, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be very nasty. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, g- good for him. You know, I, I – I lived in South Florida for five years, and those those diehard – and when I say diehard, I'm using air quotes. Yes. Uh, Miami Dolphins fans and uh, my university Miami fans, because literally if there's something better to do, they go do it. And for yes. them, better to do is fishing, boating, yes. suntans. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And – but – I heard so many of those Miami area people. I don't think we're ever going to have a winning team ever again. Blah, blah, blah. Just cry, cry, cry. And right now, you know, the Dolphins and the University of Miami are undefeated, which means they'll have half empty stadiums at both. But <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's uncharted. I mean, since the, since 2001 for the U and gosh, the Marino era for the dolphins, this is uncharted territory. Yeah, The city of Miami needs a win, man. They don't have much going on down there. I'll tell you what the, the, the Miami people are cool. And, and, um, but they just, they're so easily distracted by something else. I think, dude, I think, uh, you know, I live in Florida. I, I don't live anywhere near Miami, but, um, where I live, um, everybody's really big into into the NFL. It's a you know the Jags, the Jaguars, the Jaguars, this and that. Got, oh yeah, University of Florida is not too far away. Um, you got a lot of Georgia fans, but th- just the fandom uh, 
of college fans compared to the NFL fans here. Like it's it's not even close. Like it's unmatched. Like college fans are, uh, especially in the SEC, are on a completely different level uh, yeah. than NFL fans uh, that that I've seen. Um, I, I've been to uh, a Falcons game and the the environment is just it's dead. <laughs> you know. Compared oh, to and I agree. Know, walking I, into a Baton Rouge I, or an Auburn or, or yeah, know. I lived in uh, Jacksonville for uh, quite a while too, and uh, I mean it's it is a split Gator uh, Bulldog town. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. And 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 the when I was living there, everybody liked the Jaguars, and they they would I mean and they the Jaguars had a good good following, but. But the Saturday t- shatter for what was happening in Gainesville or, or, or Athens was far more important. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you'd have uh, covered seats during a Jaguars game, and they'd have to bring in extra seats for the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But uh, Jags fans are interesting because, you know, being a, a, a new franchise – it was fun to me to to observe how, you know, it's a new franchise, and yet these people really got into it. But the the, the what was the funniest thing to me was when the Steelers would come to town, and you'd go to the to it was Alltel Stadium back then. You go to Alltel Stadium, and it would be black and gold for seventy percent of the stadium. Sure, yeah. Because Steelers fans are yeah they're everywhere. Yeah. Well, they're also they're. They're a different breed, uh, as well. They're, they're they're like SEC fans. Yeah, no, yeah. Them uh, Bills fans are up there. Uh, probably Eagles Eagles fans. Um, Bears. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know enough about. That. I, I I I definitely would say Steelers fans are so unique. Um, but. Compare, I mean, because the Cowboys would come to Jacksonville, it, it, name a franchise, but when the Steelers came there, my man, it was black and gold everywhere. Still curtain, and, and, yeah. And um, you know, I asked, I asked a, a, a longtime Jacksonville sportscaster about it. He said, "Well, you got to remember, all those industrial jobs in Pittsburgh." had franchises somewhere else. So, so Pittsburgh people got transferred in their jobs all over the country. Mm-hmm. And Jackson, Jacksonville was one of those cities. Uh, Pittsburgh paint had a big factory in Jacksonville. There was a big steel iron production in Jacksonville. So it was a lot of Pittsburgh replants, but man, those people came out and uh, Jags fans are cool too. They just, they just don't know how to handle success because they've there. never had it. They'll get yeah. there. All right. Well, look, um, we, we kind of went on our tangent. <laughs> so uh, let's, 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 no. let's circle the wagons here and get back on our, uh, on our show notes and agenda. Um, there's a lot to talk about. So um, I'll, I'll try to pace us through this as well as I can. <laughs> um, Please. We all have a lot to say, but um NIL. I want to talk about NIL a little bit. Um, just the, the current culture around college football. More specifically, there's been some news in the past couple of weeks coming out about um, recruits 
high school recruits asking for payment to take official visits or unofficial visits to campuses uh, around the country. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I think I know what you guys are going to say. I think I, I, we're all going to be in agreement about how we feel about it. But really, realistically, what needs to be done? Uh, NIL is a is a cancerous mass uh, hovering over college football. Right well, well it, it, it's obvious that it's it, it's not NIL. It's it's not name, image, and likeness. No, it's that's obvious. It's obvious. It's not. Um, I, I noticed. Uh, this, All right, Chris, what 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 do you say it is, Chris? It, it's a legal pay to play. I, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this they, they're doing what SMU did years ago, but it's legal now. So, sure. And and what? Yeah, there you go. This this past week, the University of Alabama unveiled images of their um, NIL studios that they have for their players. Uh, these are state of the art. Um, areas where players can go and film commercials. Um, they can go, it's on campus. They can go and host podcasts, uh, webcast, whatever they want to do. It's all set up for them. That's what NIL was supposed to be. Right. Um, that, that is, that is all NIL was supposed to be. Um, but Chris is right. It's, it's now pay for play. Um, the NCAA has always wanted to act like a, a law enforcement agency. Um, they finally have the chance to step in and be that. And they didn't. I, I, don't, they, I, don't, they, I don't think they, they know what, they don't They don't know what to do. Well, I mean, they, they, you open the floodgates and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, the water free, freely flowing. How do you stop it? You, you don't. Three years, three years ago when NIL became uh, the thing, mm-hmm. The NCAA did nothing. They just said, "Okay, we can we can give people money for name, image, and likeness," and they had zero rules. And and now, the all the colleges are begging Congress to do something because every state has a different set of rules. Well, they they've got to. It's not. It's well, first of all, it's it's unhealthy. I I, I don't want to. There. Are, Look, each individual young athlete, um, they're, they're individuals, right? But collectively, giving 18-year-olds millions and millions of dollars and then it's a making... recipe for like, disaster. Yeah, exactly. They're making life-changing, life-altering decisions based off of who's the highest bidder is well, awful. Well, last week, last week, Chris and I talked about that. I, I, uh, had, I heard from... A, a reliable source that uh, a, a a a recruit at an SEC school said he wanted four hundred thousand dollars to go to that school, mm-hmm. and another SEC school got wind of it, and without that young man visiting, said we'll give you eight hundred. Eight hundred k. Eight hundred thousand. Okay, and I'm gonna guess I that the school that offered 800k was Georgia. I don't, I can't confirm or deny. Okay, and, well, I'm gonna confirm that it was Georgia. But regard, re- regardless, what you've got going is it, it's free agency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's for kids that that have amazing potential. And they've proven nothing. 
Absolutely. And if you if you go back to the origin of free agency, it, it was Major League Baseball, Kurt Flood. It's a historic lawsuit. Kurt Flood was a great Major League Baseball player. And he was at the end of his contract, and he wanted to get paid what he was worth. And his team that had him said, well, we'll give you blah. And he said, I think I'm worth more. So he sued. And and the courts came in and said Kurt is Kurt Flood was correct and he deserved to get more than he was than that team because they were basically holding him hostage. Yeah. That yeah. Op- that uh, but that was a guy who had proven his worth. Yeah. My issue comes in in who where's the representation for these young men? Um and oh, how these, exactly how contract structured. Um well and I've been thinking I've been thinking about that. I mean, is it just say the University of Southwest Florida State University in Louisiana, do they say we've got the opportunity for you to earn four hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. Or do they say we're gonna give you four hundred thousand? And that's two different that's two different animals. We we we've got the opportunity for it versus right. we're gonna hand you the check. Let's well, look well, at like, go ahead. Hold, hold on, hold on a second. See, when, when they first started talking about NIL, the the way they made it sound is the school uses the kids' name, image, and likeness. They make revenue off of it, whether it be NCAA merchandise, uh, any, yeah. you know, advertising, advertising, and and the way they made it they made it sound as well. You know, the players will get a percentage of this. Right. Well, well yeah, now, and, and, now, and now, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, no, but now, now all of a sudden, here we are. You got players signing multi-million dollar deals with Dr. Pepper and Yellowwood Beats or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jalen Milrow is a great example. Milrow that I know of has two NIL deals. He probably has plenty more. He's a quarterback at Alabama. Uh, he's got one more Beats. And then he's got and another rowback. Okay, I say I didn't even know. I know he's got one with Hey Dudes. Um, well, and the other is rowback. They make uh, really nice uh, golf shirts and shorts. Okay, so like, that, how- that the rowback rowback was the one with, that had the ad of him hitting the goalpost. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, so how is how is that structured with him? Is he getting a one time lump sum payment to do? Uh, a series of advertisements for him? Are they paying him out throughout the season? Uh, you know, is it contingent on his performance on the football field? You know, if, if I'm going to give a guy like Jalen Milrow a million dollars and then he comes out and craps the bed the way he did against Texas or U.S. or, well, he didn't play against USF, uh, against Texas, yeah. you know, I'm kind of sitting there going, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, where's, know, my, I, I where's my ROI? Yeah, I want my money back. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. um, who who is where's the legal counsel in this? Because you can't tell me the, the university has a vested interest in the athlete, sure, but they they also are have a vested interest in themselves. So you have a conflict of interest there with the university representing their student athletes. Um, right. So who who uh, without bias who is representing these young men? ensuring that they're not getting taken to the cleaners on these contracts they're signing. Uh, well, and that, that is, that is a, that's, that's a very relevant question because the university can't represent them. 
but because then they'd be considered university employees. It, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a conflict of interest. I mean, if I'm looking yeah. at, if I'm wanting to sell a Malachi Moore jersey as a university, which they do at the NIL store in the stadium, That's Malachi right. is going to get a piece of that pie, but so am I. And so all, all, all of a sudden right there, you've got a, you've got an issue. Um, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like I, I want to know if I'm a seven-year-old kid coming out of high school and the university of Georgia tells me they're going to pay me eight, $800,000 to come play there. Is that money guaranteed? Is it, you know, is it protected? Um, if I commit, show up and break my leg, what happens? You know, I, there's, I, man, what I, if I, I, what if I get in the portal and go from, you know, Auburn to Southwest Missouri state, college sure am i still going to get paid by auburn am i going to get paid by this news how does it work does 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 my beat does my beats contract go with me to you know directional state sure yeah how do taxes work when i move from one state to another yeah because you know you you know you know these big time advertisers don't really care if you're going i mean I'm going to use a real small example. Jim Bob Chevrolet in Southwest Alabama is sponsoring the, the, the offensive lineman from, you know, spit bucket Alabama. Mm-hmm. And Jim, Jim Bob goes from, let's say he went to Auburn. He goes to Auburn and he gets aggravated at Auburn and says, you know what? I'm going to go to Northeast Louisiana State Tech and uh and the and the Chevrolet places, we don't know anything about that place. You know, you, we wanted you to go to Auburn. Sure. And 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 another thing that I'm uh Jason Whitlock pointed this out, and I've been saying it for two years. You're opening the door wide for gambling and point shaving and because let's say the owner of Bodoc Chevrolet is a big time gambler and he's in, in the hole with his bookie and he can call the tight end up at, uh, you know, somewhere state university and say, Hey buddy, I, I need three points. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's interesting because it, it sounds, it, it sounds dramatic and laughable out loud but you you have a you have plenty of instances of guys calvin ridley being the latest yep you know guys in the nfl young guys in the nfl placing bets on on games you know um doing the whole yep. Pete, Pete rose thing. hey there the fan duel is advertising as quote the official online betting source for the nfl hmm this is this isn't hidden anymore. No. Well, no, no. It, it, you know, I, and I think some of it falls into you know this progressive ideology that everyone's trying to adopt and be nicer, kinder. Well, gambling's not bad. Um, I, you know, that's a different conversation. But when it comes to college, there, there's just I, I don't know, man. I'm on the fence because I do support nil. I want to be very clear about that. Uh, but I, I support what you guys were talking about a minute ago uh, with name image likeness. If I go to the university of Alabama and buy a Jersey um, with the number uh, 
two on it. If you well, actually, if I show up at a game, I'm sitting in front of you, uh, Chris, at a game, yeah. and I've got an Alabama jersey on it. It's got the number thirteen on it. Whose number is that? Um, or who are you going to associate that number with? Joe Namath. Okay. I was thinking Actually. Tua, but you get my point. <laughs> my my yeah. point. And so, I mean, yeah, the, the, you know, the, those players should get a piece of that pie, especially if you're well, tagging on their last names. And right. Well, um, you know, you know, what Alabama just announced today that they're in their their I can't remember what they're calling it, but what they're doing is they're having in their NIL business format is they're they're putting former players in it as well so that yes yeah you sell a 13 jersey that says Tonga Vailoa on it Tua gets a chunk of that well yeah, you sell the, a, uh, they're they're calling it Bama uh, Forever or something uh, like uh, that you you sell Alabama, you sell you sell Alabama always that's it yeah, yeah. and you, you yeah. can sell you can sell 11 with Shula on it and Mike Shula gets a cut. Well, well my understanding <laughs> here, the way the way I read it just a few hours ago is the former they former players, coaches, and other other individuals in quotation marks, they basically have the rights to use any trademark material from the university to to produce revenue. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, that's so. So they. So they that means Mike. Let let me look it back up. Yeah, to to Bill's point, Mike Shula can use the University of Alabama on a let's say a podcast or the fight song or whatever, and generate revenue from that legally. So it, it, so could Mike Price. What about it, students? What about graduates? Well, here, here, I mean, here, oh, you're out, Michael. Um, ah. Here, here's the way it's it's written on AL.com. Alabama Athletics announced a new program that will allow former Crimson Tide players, coaches, and other individuals, in quotation marks, to use UA's logos and brand in conjunction with their own name, image, and likeness for the rest of their lives. That is, that's interesting. Uh, I wonder if they so. Have so I so let let's use this in a in a in a positive. Example, somebody that's not going to go professional in their particular sport, Montana Fouts. Right. Sure. So Montana Fouts, probably going to be the greatest softball player the SEC ever had, is is going to be able to use this for her down the road. Correct. And it'll help her career. Sure. And, of course, then we, then we can use it negatively. Mike Price, who – probably because he never signed his contract can't use it but you know as a former coach man i can um, i can see this going bad well well going sideways um, quickly well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm you you can you can guarantee the lawyers have got this oh I'm, the details I'm sure there's do. there's got to go ahead chris sorry I, i'm no no i'm i'm sure they they the the attorneys have it locked up because just reading through um I, i'm you know they they've got a list of names of former players and such as opted in and Dante Hightower, Marcel Beers, Reggie Ragland, Johnny Russo, yeah. Sylvester Croom, Bill Battle. Bill Battle was the first one. Yep. That was, yeah, he was the first one they put out there. I, I wonder. Because you know, is there some kind of buy-in? 
Um, I'm 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 reading, and and I, I don't. It doesn't have all the details. Um, it just it doesn't say. Let's see, where's the end of it? No, it, I don't. I don't see anything saying if there's a buy-in or anything. That's interesting. So, hmm, I don't know, man. I, I, I think we're overcomplicating um, the way this 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 works. Obviously, we're way outside of the parameters that should have been set for NIL. Oh yeah. Um, well, and it goes back to the NCAA did nothing and no and and it's it's too late now it's the not gonna do anything association and and they didn't do anything and now we've got a you know ball of spaghetti everybody's trying to untangle yeah and the whole the whole idea i think was to to hopefully create parity um throughout the sport which i i think it's done that to an extent but Really, all it's done is your schools with more money, your schools that have a bigger brand, they can just afford better players. Uh, exactly. You know, uh, there's there's a reason Georgia jumped from being, you know, a, a lower upper tier team to being the cream of the crop so quickly and being so dominant so quickly. And it's, it's because of NIL. It's because the, yeah. the school had the money. They have the booster backing to go out and buy almost anybody they want to. Uh, well, and that leads me to ask the question then. So if we're talking about the uh, flagship university from a state, um, what does that do with Dion in Colorado? Um, nothing right now. Um, I, 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 we're already seeing the effects of NIL at Colorado. Um, we're going to get to that game here in just a second. It's a very good segue there, Bill. Um, but I, you're welcome. You know, I, the, the market for college football is not strong, um, out West. It's just not, um, it, you know, if, if Dion was somewhere in the sec or somewhere in the big 10, uh, I think NIL would weigh heavier for him. Um, but right now I don't, I don't know that the, the media has hyped up Deion Sanders so much. I, I don't know if he's got to rely heavily on the uh, on NIL to bring kids in. Um, I, I, it it, it didn't my, help them once they played a real team. Let's put it that way. But my my point my point is, so here's the flagship university for a particular state. Okay. So so you've got the University of name your state. In this particular case, it's Colorado. It's not Southwest Colorado State of the the, mm-hmm. the the lame. It's it's the University of Colorado, mm-hmm. and they have a significant uh, alumni slash donor base. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as as everyone knows, winning per, gets people off their wallets. You know, sure. and and we know with with. That's that's very visible with the Dion case. So, so in a situation like University of Colorado, even though it's not a huge co- college football region, there's you know several several thousand alumni there 
that are going to pony up now because they're excited about their their school. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I and same will happen. The same would happen at at uh, Nebraska. Nebraska's been in the toilet for twenty five years, but if they get somebody that can turn that corner, mm-hmm. can 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 this nil can this current generation of 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 how we conduct football change for those schools um where where it's been you know in in regions where we are dedicated to college football and we don't care about other brands of football can can it bring bring them to to can it bring them not to necessarily to the playing field, but can it bring them to the stadium? So I think I, I think that was the whole mindset behind NIL. Um, yeah. Let's let's take let's let's stick with the the SEC here. Um, Vanderbilt. Um, Vanderbilt, a private institution, very very wealthy school, wealthy boosters. Um, I don't know what the median income is for somebody who graduates from Vanderbilt, but I'm going to go ahead and safely assume that it's six figures. Um, it's probably better than what I make. Uh, yeah, mm. it, uh, easily better than what any of us make. Um, the idea was for them to be able to bring talent to schools like that, where there already is the money. Um, you know, Im- imagine what Vanderbilt could do if they got a Deion Sanders somebody like that there that that built that kind of excitement and went and won a couple of games right um or you know heck if they would have kept james franklin uh ponied up and kept him there um but you you know what vanderbilt can make some noise and i think that was the that was the idea behind nil but really because as we said the the ncaa didn't they they didn't put any restrictions on what was happening it really just empowered the schools that were already winning that were already national competitors because they've they already have the money they already have the boosters they already have the big stadiums they already have the you know the best locker rooms they already have all these other recruiting advantages now you're tacking on the fact that they can throw a recruit a million dollars um, and they've got the system they've got the system in place for for money so and I'm going to use a I'm going to use a phrase that's not accurate They've got the money laundering system. Now it's not illegal. Yeah. Now it's there. I had a friend that uh, he played at an SEC school. He he was uh, he's in the top ten leading tacklers of that SEC school, and he told me. I, I asked him. I said, "How did you get money?" I said, "I know it's there. How did you get it?" He said, "Well." You go visit boost. You, you're given a list of boosters to go visit uh, every Thursday afternoon, and on Thursdays and Fridays, you go visit those boosters at their condo, at their tailgate, at their RV, mm-hmm. and um, and and you know, hey, Aunt Janie's made some banana pudding. Go get you a go get you a plate of it, and you go in there, and there's an envelope with your name on it. Sure, and he said. He said, "The better you are, the more visits you're you're assigned." And um, now that stuff doesn't doesn't have to happen. Um, and the SEC 
and and the Big Ten and the Big Twelve have perfected that system. Yeah. And 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 it's gonna you know other schools, you know, have stood by going, how in the world do they get these good players? Well, we pay them. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's been going on. I mean, let's yeah. Not I mean, Kentucky that. got in trouble multiple times in basketball for it. Sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's been going on. It, it, the, the difference is, is is these big universities that have been doing it, and let's not pretend like the University of Alabama hasn't paid players. They they have. Um, Georgia's oh, done course. it, Ohio State's, everybody's done it. Um, there's a reason everybody for the past 15 years coming into Tuscaloosa, five-star recruits are driving brand-new Dodge Chargers. Um, but I, I mean, at Vanderbilt, Vander, Vanderbilt's a great example. How do they keep guys at Vanderbilt that well, I, don't go somewhere? It's the same thing because there's boosters there that call the coaches and say, who do you need me to, you know, help out to keep you on the roster? Yeah. And it's, it, and now Vanderbilt has, we can pick on them for football, but they kick booty in baseball and basketball. Baseball, they they're terrible at basketball now, yeah. but yeah, they you they you but historically they, they were pretty good. good. Yeah, they used to be yeah. a basketball school. So so they've got boost. You know, Georgia Tech has had a, a history of great basketball when football was down. Yeah, and so you've got schools that you know they call around and you know, boosters call up and say, "Well, what do we need to do to keep this guy on the campus?" And and. And now it's 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 just hey give it to the collective, and we'll make sure the collective distributes it, yeah, the right way. Man, it's it's the wild west. Um, it really it, is. It's so it's it's so unregulated, and and you got to blame Mark Emmert when he went to the, be the president of the NCAA. I think he went there to pad his retirement account because he did nothing. Sure. It's just, it's so shocking to me that, that an institution or, or organization that's willing to, you know, they're, they're so willing to take someone's Heisman trophy away or their national championship away, or add an asterisk next to their name in, you know, in, in a record or vacate the one that I can't, that that's so stupid is we're going to vacate some wins. Yeah. Get out of here with that crap. You're so eager to do those things and to ding these schools on these small frivolous violations. You're not going to get involved and set a very, I mean, dude, from day one, a very clear message should have been sent to every school. This is what we're going to allow. This is what we're not going to allow. And, and it didn't happen. And I, I, I'm worried that it's, it's too late, I, and I really worry that it's kind of impacting the quality of the game that we're seeing. Um, because you can say what you want to about you know Georgia being the cream of the crop, but even Georgia the last two years, you know they they've been dominant. But there's just something about these teams on the field that don't look the same as they did ten years ago. And well, I think and, and, some and, of that is coming out because you've got kids that are just being handed money. They don't. Well, have, they're it, not working for millions of dollars anymore in the future. They're getting it nope. now. It's it's I call it the lottery effect. Um, I remember when Florida, the state of Florida, had their lottery. Mm-hmm. The first time it happened, and uh, somebody won the lottery, and 
they interviewed this person who was like a, you know, first, you know, several months of the lottery in the state of Florida, whatever amount of money it was. What you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to get me a double wide move down to Washington County. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it, it, it was, but it was that, you know, just that low achievement thing is I'm going to check out a life and go live in, you know, Washington County in, in a double wide. Yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and and we're seeing that with the ball players is oh I'm not getting my touches I'm not getting my likes mm-hmm. I'm not getting my I'm not getting enough reps in practice or 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 whatever well coach I'm out of here and I, and I think what's going to have to happen is coaches are going to have to say you know what there's the door I have always and, felt that what makes college football so valuable outside of the just the tradition of college football what's made it so valuable is you're watching week in and week out young men giving everything they have athletically on the field to strive to make it to that next level to make that money a lot of them to make more money than they've ever dreamed of to get out of terrible situations and the nfl has been um a weaker product for me personally because you have guys that are trying to protect themselves um, on the field Absolutely. on Sundays. And, and, and we're starting to see that kind of drift into the college football landscape. Um, and then, you know, you, you tack on, you know, things like targeting and, and trying to make the game safer and roughing the passers and, you know, all these defensive penalties that um, offenses are now scoring 70, 80 points a game because of, um, the, the, I'm worried that NIL is, is killing the product of college football. Oh, absolutely. Um, you, and you see it in the, it's, it's, um, the competitive spirit, which you just said in college, what's made college so great is the competitive spirit. Right, 1% right. of 1% of the players we see on a college football team will go to the NFL. Sure. Another one, another 1% go to the Canadian football league. And so another 1% are going to go to the U.S. whatever FL. So mm-hmm. less than, and, and, and that that aggregates into less than two, you know, let's say 2% of the players we're watching are going to play professionally. Right. And, and so, you know, what they're playing for is pride and, and an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember guys that, you know, Auburn and Alabama as a kid, I can remember their names because they worked hard and they fought hard because they had some pride and some character. And you know what they got? They may not have gone to the NFL and got a paycheck, but what they got was a degree. And Mm -hmm. their their alumni base took care of them when they graduated. Absolutely. So that, so that, you know, you know, Johnny Ray, Bob, you know, worked hard at, at Alabama and graduated and, you know, got his degree in marketing and he, you know, he got a job with a significant firm in Huntsville, Birmingham, Mobile, and he, he set up for life. He wasn't just looking for that lottery paycheck. Right. Yeah. And I I think, you know, we, we're going to move, go ahead for the sake of time and, and move forward with the agenda, but um, I, I think kind of what we're talking about um, with the attitude of these players, you know, with so much money floating around, 
it's really impacted the attitude uh, of of college football players. It's it's uh, created a lot of media hype around certain programs. Um, the mm-hmm. most notable right now being Colorado. How does that impact what happens on the field when they actually come up against adversity? We hear Nick Saban use that word all the time, adversity. We got a taste of that Saturday um, with with Colorado and um, the college football veteran Bo Nix at the University of Oregon. Um, what was the final score? Forty six to six I, or forty two to six. Oregon, I think Oregon just scored again, so it's like seventy eight to six. Right. And so um, I, I, I want to preface before we go any further to say that I'm still 100% in on Deion Sanders. Um, you know, same, have, same here. I have been saying for weeks that we need to keep in mind that the hype train following Colorado that has been 100% built by the media, ESPN has been all over Deion and Colorado because it's, it's, they're, all, they're looking for a story. That's the story they found. Um, but but that program had a win over a terrible Nebraska team, a win over a TCU team that should not, that didn't even win their conference last year and shouldn't have been in a national championship game, who got embarrassed in one of the most lopsided championship game victories ever by Georgia, and then had to beat Colorado State at home in double overtime a team that gets paid millions of dollars to go to SEC stadiums on Saturdays during Cupcake Week and get destroyed. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, keep that in mind. I, I picked Oregon to win that game. I picked Oregon to cover. Chris, you asked me uh, via text message if Oregon was going to cover. Yep. Simple response was yes. And and they did. Um, and they came up against adversity. And I, I get it. Travis Hunter wasn't playing. Um, Tra- Travis Hunter is not a 40-point player. Travis Travis Hunter would not have saved that team. No, um, they no, were no, they no. were completely outcoached, outmatched, um, and it showed. It, it, and it well, showed. and we we we've been saying since week one, Colorado is about twenty to thirty pounds light on the offensive and defensive lines. Yes, that I, I noticed that during the TCU game. And just, and you know Nebraska pushed them around real well. Nebraska yeah. just can't can't do anything. Yeah. Nebraska pushed them around real well, and um, I, I was with some folks, and I said, "I said the problem with Colorado is they're twenty to thirty pounds underweight mm-hmm. at in the trenches." And and I had, uh, where I was, they had that group of people. They said, "You know, that's what they just said on game day." Well, it's, it's true. I mean, here's the thing, man. Um, if if the college football media did not create this hype train around Deion Sanders in Colorado, um, no one would have been surprised by what happened Saturday. Nobody. Not at all. Uh, not at all. What happened is, I, is, is, is the media, like I said, the media needed a story. There's really been nothing eventful happen outside of Alabama losing to Texas uh, and Clemson losing in, in the national landscape. And so, the, you know, what, what's the story? What's we, the, Everybody loves a Cinderella story. So uh, you've got Dion, this, this high energy, um, you know, Sir Swag type uh, entity taking over at a D1 school. Um, they go out and, and beat uh, the, the national championship runner up. I use that term loosely. Um, last Air quotes. Year, yeah. Last year in, the, in their first game uh, at TCU, um, 
but really, I mean, if you slow down, and, and I think what Colorado is doing is they have a very bright future. Um, if Dion, oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll be very interested to see, Bill, to your point about, uh, you know, those, those state flagship schools, how he can leverage that to bring in some of that beef that he – you know, that they'll need to be successful. I, so, I, I, I well, they, they've been, they've, they've brought in the money already. Yeah. When, when Colorado offered him his contract, 29 and a half million for five years, mm-hmm. they had, they did not have the money. And within a month, the donors ponied up 28 and a half. Sure. Well, well so, so, he, he, so the excitement, the excitement brings money, money brings players. And there you go. Well, sure. the, the reports are he's already generated ninety million. Right, that's about well, the right. I mean, they're they're swing the other way though, um, because they're eight hundred and something percent, eight hundred thirty-five percent higher in in um, in merchandise sales than they've been in the past decade. But, but uh, that, here, I don't mean to catch y'all, Mike. What what I believe what everybody's forgetting, and this this is the biggest thing. It doesn't matter. Dion's been coaching. This is his third year. Fourth. Fourth. This mm-hmm. is his yeah. His his first. His, year, yeah, at three at Jackson State. First year at a Power Five school. Sure. And he 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 has he's leaps and bounds ahead of with that program of where they were last year. Yes. Yeah. He he is, but the expectation for him to be leaps and bounds was there during the preseason because of what he brought with him. It, you know, it's not like he actually took the program that existed there and is, right, you know, but, was winning games, went three and oh with him, you know, but nobody, nobody expected them to win more than seven games this year. Well, nobody, uh, no, you know, but the hype train got crazy after week one, week two. And, sure. but, but in real, in reality, everybody said they're a six to seven win team. Well, it, it, that's, that's, but, my, that's because they're, they're scheduled. My, my problem with the media hype train right now is, um, you've got, it, it's very bipolar. You've got the people that are slamming Dion on one end and, and really, uh, with very horrible negative comments. And on the other side, Oh, he's going to win the national championship. Unrealistic over here. Yeah. And the, the 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 truth is, you know, anybody that's upset or challenged or freaked out by Dion being Dion needs to rewind some tape and go back to 1985 and look at what he was doing at Florida State. He's yeah. the same guy he's been for 40 years. Look, I, I've, I've said it since day one of this show, um, Dion's persona on camera is his brand. And that's a different Dion. Yeah, exactly. He is that's neon. He is intelligent to know that that, that persona that he puts forth equals headlines, headlines equal money. M- you know, m- money's going to help him out at Colorado or wherever he ends up. Um, but I, I think to, to my hey, point earlier, that, that goes, that goes back to a phrase he's got on the wall in his office that he coined when he was, I think, in college. He said, if you look good, you play good. If you play sure. good, they pay good. That's absolutely true. But, uh, you know, my, my, the, the unrealistic expectations of fans, which is um, 
always going to be a thing in college football because everyone starts off the season, you know, uh, um, <laughs> with zero losses and, and high expectations. But the, the anybody that actually understands the game of football uh, outside of what ESPN and Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreet and all them tell them, um, anybody who, who is a student of the game, who appreciates the game overall, saw that coming uh, this Saturday. Um, and it's coming again this week when they play USC. Oh, they're, they're, oh yeah, it may be worse. Um, it, well, the good thing is it won't be it won't be in California. It'll be in Colorado. I don't think that's going to so, matter, man. Well, my point is that's worth three and a half points. So they might win. <laughs> they might get they might get beat forty two to ten instead well, of forty two to well, six. Well, the way I look at it right now, they got the same record as Bama does. So hey. <laughs> Well, they're about there. That's about to change. <laughs> so, yeah, it may. Well, hey, uh, let's, yeah. let, let's talk about this. Who who is the best team in the country right now? Ah, uh, so man, it's such a weird year. Uh, if you'd ask yes. me, if you'd ask me after week one, I would have said it was Florida State. But much like everybody else in the country, they've had games where they just haven't looked good. Georgia's the same right. way. That Boston College game, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alabama, um, obviously. Uh, Ohio State has it's it's hard to tell how heavy that win against Notre Dame really is because I, I I don't think Notre Dame's great, um, and they you know they had to beat them on the last minute drive. Um, I think right now I would I would have to say just based off of the scores it's got to be Georgia. Um, but well, I was going to say Oregon. Uh, who have they played? Well, it's based off score. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. Or Oregon's up there. I know. I said, now, I now, said Georgia, and then asked you who have they played? Like Georgia's played somebody. Um, nobody's uh, played. You know, nobody's really opened up <coughs> the the uh, competition channel right now. Well, somebody we're not it, talking it, about that we may need to be. Who has the best win in the country right now is Texas. Well, it. Texas, Texas looks good. Uh, Georgia looks like Georgia. Um, I disagree, man. I, you know, I would. Look say, they look like they don't look great. I would say, I tell you who who very quietly, and I say quietly because fifty percent of the country probably doesn't care. It's Penn State. I knew that was coming. I knew it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's going to weed itself out. Then Michigan, Penn State is uh, right now. State. Penn State is steady Eddie. Yeah, they are. They are. But it, it, it's just – it's so hard to tell. We're already in week four, and, um, you know, we – our understanding of what teams are right now is based off of preseason polls that obviously have horrendously wrong this year. Um, and so it, it's, it's really difficult to tell. But then you can't really base it so far off of common opponents because – I, Bill used the term bipolar a little while ago. There's a lot of bipolar football going on. Um, you know, we, we we watched LSU crap the bed against FSU, um, which made FSU look like the best team in the country. But then LSU went and looked like crap the next week. So maybe FSU isn't as good as we thought. But now LSU is looking better. So it's just – and then didn't they struggle with Arkansas? Um, it was, it, it was like, uh, it, it was a very close game. I think it was 34, 31, yeah, it's and, and, but it was, it was typical Arkansas 
where Arkansas comes on strong, but they're just too little too late. Yeah. I mean, um, Texas, Texas week two did not look yeah. sharp at all against Rice. And then week three, they no. came to Tuscaloosa and just, I mean, shut Alabama down, which I think Alabama did a lot more shutting down of themselves than Texas did. They did. But, um, mm. you know, they just looked, it's, it's so hard to tell right now. Well, I don't and, think we're going to get a clear you know, picture until week seven or eight. I think you're right. I mean, right now, I mentioned this earlier, Miami is currently undefeated. And I don't know of anybody that's saying, oh, Miami's going to be a contender. Do you guys know how good USC is? I'm, they're I have no idea. They have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner playing quarterback. And I don't even <laughs> – because they come, because because they play their games on Sunday mornings, I have no idea. <laughs> The only team, the only team out there that I've I've watched play is is Oregon, uh, and you're yeah. right, Bill. They did look sharp, man. I mean, you can take uh, take away whatever you want to from from Colorado, but I mean, Oregon looked in mid season form. Uh, they had a solid. They, I yeah. mean, uh, they they outcoached uh, Colorado. But really, what is that saying? Other than they beat a team that that America had already crowned its Cinderella story. Um, that was probably well, and, already and, ranked too high. Um, right. That had just right. had to and beat Col- Colorado State in two overtimes at home. We we have to remember, and this is what the media does not do, we have to remember this Colorado team is essentially six months old. Sure. They're they're not a developed team. No, and, the, and they'll and get there. They will. And so we've, you know, with Colorado and, and the media is so, I mean, there's guys, I'm not going to name names, a guy named Sally and um, kind of rhymes with Sally and he likes to talk, you know, he's just over it. These guys overreact to everything. Sure. And it's like, wait a minute, tap the brakes. You know, you know, I remember, or uh, week zero, Notre Dame beat Navy, and people were crowning Notre Dame the national I, champion. Dude, I know, I know. Oh, Sam Hartman yeah, and it's like Heisman. Uh, they tap the, the brakes, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there. Nobody's talking about them because they're flying under the radar. And I've watched every game they played each week. Washington. Is going to be a dark horse. Oh yeah, Washington's doing something, and and I remember we 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 had this discussion uh, week zero, and and uh, I don't remember who said it, but somebody not named me said, "Watch for Michael Penix as a Heisman contender." And uh, you know, Washington is out there kicking some butt. They're just doing it, and but and that's where that's where everything's going to level out. Oregon's going to play Washington and USC and Utah and Colorado's going to go play USC and Utah and somebody else. Yeah. And, and reality's about to set in. And then all these hype train click baiters in the media. And I, I, I like to call them reporters because they're certainly not journalists. They're out there just, you know, typing up what they just watched. Sure. Oh. All we're talking about. And the, go ahead. Yeah, Bayless. Somebody just cancel that guy. Yeah, he's canceled. Skip, if you're listening, skip cancel. Skip. I'm telling you what, Who skip Bayless. 
is is if it isn't the Dallas Cowboys, he has nothing to say. And when he talks about the Dallas Cowboys, it's useless then. Well, no, I agree. His, his latest his latest comment about it is is Colorado Black America's new football team. Wow. I'm just and he said something else too along those lines. It's like skip, shut up. You know why you, you know, know why he said that, right? He needs he needs ratings. Well, that and the the so the I brought this point up uh, about the Colorado State the environment around the Colorado State Colorado game. It felt a lot like old school Miami. You had a lot of uh, rappers. You had literal rappers on the field, things like that. Um, and that's why he brought that up. I mean, he, he's com- he's comparing the two cultures without comparing the two cultures, um, so that you know. But I mean, yeah, but ultimately, skip, just skip. reviews. Skip is a great example of someone being promoted beyond their ability. And he, he just needs to, I, I mean, it blows my mind that Fox threw a, that, a pile of money at, at such a, you know, a, um, I mean, he should be writing high school football scores in, <laughs> you know, in spit bucket, Arkansas. I mean, I mean, he is, he is a, he is a hack. Before I was- sure. Get Bayless for four hours on the radio. I would probably spend a weekend with Jim from Tuscaloosa. Hey, speaking of I, that, Skip Bayless. I'd rather Skip have Bayless or Pat Feinbaum. Who who are you going with? I'd go with Feinbaum. Yeah. If if I had to hang out with Skip Bayless, I'd rather have a vasectomy from a drunk veterinarian. I hate Paul Feinbaum. I'm still waiting oh, for him to respond to my Skip Bayless. Skip Skip Bayless is Skip Bayless is far worse and. And it's him and and the ESPN hacks. All they want to talk about is the Dallas freaking Cowboys. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah, and it's and, America's team. Yeah. And, and they haven't been America's team in 30 years. I, I, I agree and, with you. <laughs> and Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith. Jerry Jones is name anybody them guys, man. All they want to talk about is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And I used to love the Love that silver star, but you know, I mean, that's not e- that. It's just another example. The Johnny Manziel, the Manti Teo. It's another example of ESPN. They they don't they don't do journalism. They just no, they just won't. Not. It's an entertainment network, man. It's an yeah. dude. They are still dragging Lee Corso out there every Saturday. That's sad. Like, come on, man. Uh, I, this is no no shot at Lee whatsoever. Uh, but, I mean, he struggles to put together sentences, and, you know, just because of his age, his, his health history. He is a Are you talking icon for college football. You, um, huh? With the age and not being able to put sentences together, you talking about? Yeah, we're talking about Bill and his Southwest Florida uh, <laughs> College of Louisiana. <laughs> 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 well, look, look, just because I helped negotiate the, the Alaskan purchase in the Louisiana expansion, I mean. Bill, are your puppies still in bed? My puppies are in bed. They're sweet and they're asleep. All right. You guys stick around uh, at the end of the episode. I think I think Chris is going to put in a little snippet of, of Bill putting his babies to bed. So it's, and if, it's good. If he, if he, it's high quality content. If he, 
And if he if he didn't record it, I can re- replicate it easily. Oh, please don't. <laughs> please, don't. <laughs> please don't. Well, boys, look, we're we're running out of time quickly, and hey. we have not talked about Alabama, and I I feel like we need to. Um, well, I'm also glad we didn't, so that listeners can say, you know, they're not just bammers, but we got to have some bammer time now. Well, yeah, let's you, get. You it. can call me a bammer. That's fine. I don't care. At least I'm not a barner. Or a, I'm, I'm, I'm a bammer, man. Oh, wait, as, right a, as a, as a, as a bammer, can we all just, we take a, take a second amongst ourselves, five, 10 seconds and collectively laugh at the fact that Tennessee went and got stomped by Florida last weekend. Oh, that's can, beautiful. Can, was that not just one of the most fulfilling things you've ever watched? Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Anyway. All right. Um, so, uh, well, two weeks ago, not last weekend. Goodness. Tennessee. So if if te- if Tennessee loses a bowling tournament, I'm happy. Watch them go and beat Georgia. That would be so funny. That well, that would be cool just for the conference. But yeah, I hate I hate Tennessee. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Hey, this is the question that we've got to ask. Who did somebody ask this question? Did somebody ask us to talk about this? I don't know, but has Bama- I think we got asked about this on Twitter. Has Bama turned the corner? Who? All right. I so, think I think we're in the corner. I think we're in ter- in the sure. like if you're using NASCAR terms, I think we've hit the backstretch, and we've hit a corner. But so, I don't know if we've turned that corner yet. Based off the last could, two 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 teams in Tuscaloosa, I would caution everyone uh, about getting too excited about what they saw in that second half against Ole Miss on Saturday. This, this, now there, right there, what you just said, right there against Ole Miss. We're talking about a Lane Kiffin team. Dude, I, yeah, we say that, man, but Ole Miss is was one of the highest ranked offenses in the country and not we shut them down the entire game. But they had what one it, drive. To remember this. It, Lane Kiffin he re, he he is if you he's I love Lane. He's a great OC. I think he's great for the sport. Is he a great head coach? Probably not. He he hasn't proven anything in games that matter. That's true. He's one in he's one in five. But to us in his guys, last but, SEC games. But to us, the game that in our minds, the game that should matter to Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is Alabama. And yes, it is a, it's a substantial game um, that has a big impact on the West and who goes to Atlanta, but. To Ole Miss, that's not their biggest rivalry. It's not. Um, but I, I giggled because the pregame little snippet called uh, Ole Miss and Alabama um, one of the oldest. A, a long-standing rivalry. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. laughed. I was like, to who? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Man, yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> but well, that was that was because we had the the uh, the minor league CBS crew calling that game and they were just trying to figure out something to say. Sure. Yeah. It was not, that was not pretty. Uh, but now I, w- I want to caution everybody just based off the fact that we've seen Alabama do this the last two seasons. It looked like the offensive line play was getting better. The running game was picking up. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go and play somebody else and get completely shut down. Um, I will right. say that, um, the last couple of drives against USF, um, which is still embarrassing to say this, um, they kind of changed up their personnel packages a little bit, and you started to see a little bit of a groove. Um, they went back to what they were doing 
uh, early on in that game against Ole Miss, and they struggled. Milrose struggled. The offensive line struggled. The running game was struggling. Then they made the shift again at the half, and it, it really the, the interception by Terry and Arnold is kind of what shifted the momentum. Um, but once that running game picked up, which, by the way, um, our, our running back stable this year is not getting enough credit. Uh, Jace McClellan. No. Uh, Roy Dale Williams, man, just fantastic running backs. Uh, and really, the offensive line um, started to gel. Um, that's G E L, not J E L, uh, Bill. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, 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 they they started to gel, and that's kind of what we've been waiting on. And what, interestingly enough, it wasn't just in the run game; they were gelling in the pass game. the uh, The second half, Ole Miss couldn't get yeah. pressure on Jalen Milrow unless they brought an extra rusher. Um, and and, and well, made them pay for that. Here's that stat the of the game. Stat of the game: nine uh, quarterback pressures slash tackles for loss in the first half. Zero, zero in the second, second half. Yeah, and well, and Milrow Milrow's decision making <clears throat> when Ole Miss was bringing those blitzes was spot on. Uh, the yes, big, the he, big he touchdown a, to to uh, Jalen Hale. Uh, Jalen Hale. That was beautiful. I mean, absolutely. Well, he, I, I think I think him standing in the pocket and taking that big hit might. I'm not saying it is, but it might be his Jacob Coker moment it, at, when Jake Coker got smashed at Ole Miss it, and jumped up. Yeah, it felt that way. It it, it really did yeah. feel that way. I mean, because you really kind of saw the team starting to rally behind him. The, the offensive line really started – I don't know if it was because they were just kind of tiring Ole Miss down, but they started to get a, a very good push. I mean, at, towards the end of the game, they were dominating Ole Miss's uh, – Well, they, they were bringing in six and, six and seven blockers. Sure. I mean, when it, was, when it was five blockers, you know, and we've said this for years, uh, Alabama struggles with speed rush. Yeah. And – yeah. Uh, Texas, USF, and Ole Miss had the speed rush going, and until Alabama adjusted with six and seven blockers, right, uh, it doesn't work. Yeah, um, they, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I would like to also point out, and the the score wasn't really reflective of how dominating um, Alabama was for four quarters defensively and for two quarters uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, that what was it, twenty four to ten, something like yeah. that. Um, Bama yeah. left. Uh, they they left twenty four points on the field easily. Um, so it, ultimately, I mean, that game was uh, a blowout. Uh, if if a couple of things go differently, you're looking at a forty seven to ten, maybe even a fifty two to ten type score. Um, and you can look at the game stats and see what I'm talking about. You had. Um, you know, the fiasco down on the one-yard line after the block punt. Um, you had a, a couple of other touchdowns called back. Um, but uh, penalties were a big problem still for that for that offense, uh, specifically the offensive line. Um, they were on the road. Um, the Wait, no, they were at home, right? Mm, who was at home? I can't remember. Uh, where, where was the game played? We played at home. We played at home. Sorry, I, I had a uh, com I had an aneurysm for a second. Uh, you had um, that, Joe. 
golly, man. Yeah, somebody get me an ice cream cone. Um, it's okay, Grandpa. It's time for you to go to bed. Um, but I, I, I am, I am cautiously optimistic that we we're starting to see the changes that we need to see. I will say this: um, Alabama's defense is a championship caliber, potentially an elite defense. Um, I know everybody was ready to um, throw them. Uh, to the Wolves after the fourth quarter of the Texas game. But, guys, what you have to understand is that uh, they were playing 90% of that game because the offense was constantly going three and out and having a punt. Um, The defense got tired, and they got torched. We saw that happen in 2016. Probably one of the best, if not the best, college football defense to ever touch a field. Um, And they got torched in the national championship game because they were tired. Um, I think that's what you saw against Texas. Um, with that defense, um, if they play like they did against Ole Miss, which is probably statistically going to be the best offense they play all year, um, yeah. if they if they can continue that trend, as well as win the turnover battle, which they've been very good at, and the pass rush is starting to come on. Dallas Turner had a day against Ole Miss. If they can continue that, the offense – can be complimentary and Bama can still make it to Atlanta. Potentially, I say this with great caution, potentially even earn a playoff spot. Thoughts, Bill, or Chris, sorry. Bill Bill went to bed. Yeah, yeah. he had to go to sleep. Bill is with the puppies. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Um, I just, my, my thing is, I, I don't want, the fans to get too excited right right now. Yeah, you've got two road games coming up, Mississippi yeah. State, and that's going to be a weird game. I think it's a super late kickoff. It, it will be, um, it's, but I, yeah. I, think, I think we handle them without an issue. Yeah, I do too. I, I think you potentially might see a shutout and, uh, in that game, and maybe even Arkansas. You know, not. I hate to say, I'm not looking forward. But um, yeah, you know we we go to College Station after this week. Yeah, and that's I'm, one that makes me nervous. Looking forward to it at all? Uh, I I don't think I don't think that uh, I don't think they're going to lose to Texas A and M. I I think they're going to go out. Here's here's my. I think they're going to go out and they're going to dominate Mississippi State this weekend. And then I think the offense is going to kind of hit a hit a a roadblock uh, at Kyle Field. That is a intimidating place to play. Uh, right. It's the, it's the reason we lost there two years ago. Um, I don't think they'll lose to, to Texas A&M. I've watched Texas A&M is not a good team. They're just not. Um, they don't have the quarterback play that they need. Um, right. But they do have a very good pass rush and a very good defense. And so um, it'll be a good test. It'll be a very good test for Jalen Milrow. It also, it, those road opportunities will serve him better. I, I agree with what Bill said. I, I think Milrow won the team over against Ole Miss. And uh, uh, if he can be accurate like he was in the second half of Ole Miss, they can beat anybody in the country. Well, uh, I, especially I think this, this weekend in, in start will be good for him. Uh, sure. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a small stadium, but it is loud there. It is loud, and, and maybe maybe that will serve to help prepare him for Kyle Field because when that place gets rocking, 
it, it's loud. Now, kind of what I'm hoping is that since we've already lost an early, we had an early season loss, the the um, allure and excitement around beating in Alabama is not there. And so maybe the atmosphere isn't as electric as it is sometimes. I highly doubt it. It's still Alabama coming to town. Yep. Uh, everybody wants to beat Nick Saban. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I, man, I really, I tell you the, the game that I have circled that I'm kind of worried about is Arkansas. Um, they're not very good. They're not, but once Alabama gets out of this stretch, uh, if they get out of this, these next couple of weeks unfazed, um, watch out, man, just, just watch out, um, for Arkansas. It's, it's, if I remember correctly, it's sitting right in between the Texas A&M and, and Tennessee game, correct? Correct. Okay. And you get ten- Tennessee at home yep. this year, uh, which will be beneficial. You won't have to worry about Neyland. Uh By that time, if Alabama's undefeated, they should be back in the top eight. Uh, so we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, this team, if they do, if they can cut back, if they, okay, if they can run the ball, and the offensive line can do what it did against Ole Miss in that second half, if Milrow can just continue to progress like we're starting to see him do, and they can cut back on these penalties and stop taking touchdowns off the board, they can beat anybody in the country this year. I believe that there's no, there's no juggernaut. That defense can keep them in any game against anybody. Um, but the problem is, is you know what happens when they run up against a brick wall offensively and start going three and out? When do, when does the the uh, tank empty on the defense and they and they give up the score that you know allows another team to pull ahead? Like what happened with Texas? Um, so we'll, I mean, we'll see, man. I, just be cautious, be supportive, be excited. Um, I, I think they turned a corner, Chris. I do. I think they're starting to. Um, they're starting to get a feel and fill it out, uh, and we'll see what happens. I will say, man, the wide receivers are playing so much better than they have the last two seasons. Oh, definitely. definitely. It's, it's so refreshing to see, or especially last year. Um, so refreshing to see, getting the tight ends involved. I'm just, um, I'm just so proud of you because this week I didn't hear you say Nick Saban was washed up. Uh, look, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to double down on this. I've never said Nick Saban's washed up, no, no. <laughs> but I, I do believe that that there are certain aspects of the game that Nick Saban is is is, is that are passing him by. Well, I've um, been pretty down on Nick the last few weeks, and and I can't lie, it's we we all know that it's 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 the time is near to where they need to start looking for his replacement. Sure, I, I agree, because the last thing they need to do is have him announce that he's retiring and not have a plan in place. Um, but I will say I, I noticed that on that sideline, there were some glimpses of old school Saban down there working those referees and, you know, working his coordinators and his players. Uh, he, you know, he had a little fire to him that we haven't seen uh, in a while. And so um, – Maybe that's got something to do with the with the shift. I mean, because it was really it was night and day offensively. While we're talking about Nick, did you guys see the picture from the locker room speech uh, at at South Florida? He was standing on an igloo cooler, and and one of the, one of the staffers was squatting down, holding the cooler so it didn't. Touch. 
I did see that Lane Kiffin tweeted that out. <laughs> I think the caption was like, how would you like to have this guy's job? Yeah, like imagine the pressure of this job. <laughs> and someone, uh, it reminds uh, me of Lord Farquhar. Oh, that's pretty good, man. Uh, old, old Shrek Shrek reference. I like okay, it. Yeah. Bill, Bill, uh, Bill wouldn't get that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He would. He would get it if it was, you know, some you know black and white, no sound cartoon from the twenties. Bill has left us. He did. I tell. I think he had to go to bed, man. It's, we started a little later tonight than we usually do. It's past his bedtime. Well, it's hey. You know what, Bill? We love you, buddy. Um, and you know what? Maybe we need to move on to our picks, and we'll get bills tomorrow. That's okay. Yeah, he's got to get up early and sign the Declaration of Independence in the morning. So well, I don't. But you know, I really don't know what he does every day. Um, he plays. Uh, he plays pickleball at the YMCA. <laughs> I, I, got, I got to leave Bill alone. <laughs> got my own locker. Uh, uh. He's got he's got that senior that senior uh discount there, man. It's only like twenty eight dollars a month. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, let's let's uh let's do picks and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, I'm sorry, Bill. We love you, Bill. We're just messing with you. He knows. He knows. Pretty 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 decent week this week. Uh, first off, we got Utah and Oregon State. Oregon State's favored by three. I'm gonna take Utah. Utah. Yeah, where the game's at Oregon State. Is that Oregon State? Give me Utah. I, I'm gonna take Utah myself. I'm I'm really high on them. Uh, so I I'm going with them. I'm sure Bill be like, oh yeah. Yeah, I think I I think that win, that week one win over Florida was a little now it was a little more significant than we thought it was. Definitely. Uh what do what what about Florida at Kentucky? Kentucky is favored by two and a half. I'm gonna take Kentucky. Uh, it's not a knock against Florida. Um, I, I just I kind of feel like coming off that big home win, um, they struggled on the road at Utah. Their offense looked pretty pretty tough or rough that first week. I, I, I just kind of think you're gonna have a little bit of a letdown. Do you really think Kentucky can do it? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going with Florida just because you picked Kentucky. That's fine. We got to separate. Oh, I'm going with Florida because you're you're going against your wife. Let me let me say let me add this caveat in case she listens. Uh, I, I I I do want Florida to win that game. I, I think Florida is back easily the better team. I want Florida to win that game? Well, I do. I, you know what? Uh, man, I might. Can I change my pick? Oh, it's too late, buddy. Are we locked in? Locked in. You, we're not. Final answer. You locked in. You, you did that on your own. Okay, uh, I'm going to go on record and say I, I, Florida is going to win that game, but I picked Kentucky, and I'll stick with it. To be fair. All right. This is the game of the week here. Okay. Georgia and Auburn. Georgia is favored by 14. Wow, that's weird. Uh, give 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 me Georgia. Auburn looked terrible last week. You're going with Georgia? Yeah, it's got nothing to do with Auburn um, right. and being an Alabama fan. Just they looked awful. You know what? Is 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 at Jordan Hare or I'm sorry, Jordan Hare? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Where did where did they get a e out of an o? I don't know. I knew a guy who was named after the stadium and. 
even though his name was spelled Jordan, he he would correct you and say it's Jordan. I think that is that's some of that Lee County stuff. I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I asked Riles. He'll know. He lives in Lee County. You're going with Georgia, but I'm I'm going to bring this up before I pick. Okay. Years ago, when they met, Auburn threw a hail mary and pulled the win out. The uh the, the tip prayer the tip ha- the prayer George at Jordan Hair. Hair. Hey man, that was the same year of the kick six, wasn't it? Maybe. Was it 10 It years? was. That was the same year of the kick six, man. Well, you know what? There was some spicy stuff going on at in anniversary of the prayer at Jordan Hair. I'm going with Auburn. Really? Um, I thought you were about to pull a corso on me and spill all that and then pick Georgia. Uh, man, I don't have any mascot heads here. Dude, it's hard because their their offense looked their offense looked worse than Alabama's did at USF uh, last week. They looked pretty bad. They don't have a quarterback, man. I don't. I'm staying with Georgia, and I think Georgia covers. Jordan, Jordan Hare is man. There's crazy things happen there. It does. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be mad if Auburn pulls it out. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh really, really hard. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> All right, moving on. Kansas and Texas. Give me the Longhorns. I will pick the Longhorns from here on out. Uh, <laughs> I want them undefeated moving forward so wow. that uh, Alabama's loss doesn't sting so bad. Right. And they, they're favored by 17 over Kansas. You think they cover? Yeah, they're going to cover. All right, moving on. LSU and Ole Miss. LSU favored by three. That's interesting. That's an interesting game. Uh, give me what the game is at Ole Miss what, in Oxford. Do you know what time kickoff is? Um, hang on, I can tell you real quick. I got my, I got my goodies right here in front of me. Okay, uh, kickoff is. Well, I said I did. Kickoff is at five p.m. Okay. All right. Um, give me, give me LSU. You going with it? You. Yeah, if that um, was 11 o'clock kickoff, that was going to be my upset pick this week. You know, this, it's a hard one for me, um, but I, I'm going with LSU also. Okay. I think okay. Ole Miss can do it. I, I, I think you're going to see a rejuvenated team. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Out of them. But I hope as, they do. I hope they do. As, as he's been called many times on this, on this podcast, uh, Chip Kelly will probably pull it out. Probably. Notre Dame coming off their loss this week um, at Duke, and they're only favored by five and a half. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with what Duke did to Clemson, uh, and now Clemson has uh, gone undefeated since that game, although they almost lost this the uh, this past week. Right. Uh, or excuse me, uh, no, excuse me. Clemson lost to FSU this week. Clemson, um, they um, they week. almost beat FSU this week. Um, so I, another reason why I really don't know how good FSU is, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I think Sam Hartman has played enough football that he can go in there and and uh, they're not gonna lose two back to back like that. Um, I'm I'm taking Notre Dame myself on this one. Bill would have 100% picked Duke. He hates Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Because of how old he is. (laughs) Anyway. 
<laughs> he was there when they found him. Yeah, he was, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can hear I can hear one of his stories now. You know, it was nineteen twenty one. Yeah, he's like, who was it? Uh was it uh was Pope, it Pope Pope Bill Benedict the first. Yeah, you know, he came to 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 Indiana and started the football part. He brought a holy pigskin with him. And uh, you know, no. <laughs> anyway. Come on. I want Notre Dame to lose. Uh I do. Um, I have, I have an issue with the whole touchdown Jesus thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a graven image and it's, it's a hundred percent blasphemous. So I, I have a problem well, with that. It's, it's n- nothing against, you know, nothing against the Catholics, but it's less. No, I, 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 I think Catholicism is idolatrous as well, but anyway, yeah. moving forward, <laughs> congratulations. We just got canceled before we got started. That's it. We're, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. Femur ball is going to Knoxville. Man, that what? Okay, give give me a give me a time. In these times, look, man. If y'all haven't learned that the best time slot for an upset is an eleven a.m. game, I can't help. Well, well it's six thirty p.m. So, uh, give me the balls. Going with the balls. Yeah, actually, no. Give me South Carolina. Give me Spencer Rattler. In. Give me give me Shane Beamer with his swag. Give me old Spencer Rattler. Uh, I think Joe Milton uh, during the Florida game. Sorry. I'm I'm going myself with South Carolina. And the only reason great minds. I to say it, it all depends on which Shane Rattler shows up. Look, man, I during the Florida game, they there was a very interesting stat line uh, that was brought up that Joe Milton had not completed a pass on the move yet during the season. Um, he's great when he's flat-footed in the pocket. Um, I, I, you know, I think that that kind of changes the way I look at Alabama playing Tennessee, but um, down the road. But man, I I just uh, South Carolina's they're 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 a lot like FSU. Um, they're getting better. Every year they're building into something. Uh, I, I think in about three to four years they're going to be contending for SEC championships. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt. Um, and while we're talking about South Carolina and Beamer, I know I don't I don't know if you know who Matt Mitchell is, but he he used to be called. The I do Alabama. know Matt. Okay, and you know he know. does the SEC roll call every week. Yes, sir, he, he does. does. Have you seen his his rendition of Shane Beamer on there? No, but I bet it's hilarious. South Carolina, should I say, pit viper glasses broken from <laughs> you know. Good stuff. It, I love his uh, I love his little Debbie reviews. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually get him on. Um, probably not, man. He's a, I actually reached out to him a few weeks ago. He did a uh, a Disney World video. Southerners at Disney World, and you know. Um, because of my side gig, I, I, I wanted to to use that video for something, uh, and I reached out to him. He was very nice about using it, um, and so maybe, maybe we could. Maybe. Well, may, maybe we can get him on here, just even if 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 it's just for a quick five or ten minute segment, you know. Just to- yeah, we would have to talk, dude. We would have to come up with a fantastic segment, just something to just, I mean, that he could just run wild with. Uh, 
Maybe we should just we could just talk to him about his whole SEC roll call every week. We could. We could also leave Bill out. Uh, <laughs> so, so here, here is Bill. Bill got cut off, so he's that's it. We're just it's his fault, man. I can't imagine what you guys say when I'm not on the show. No, but we, uh, anyway, move, moving on. A uh, and M at Arkansas, and they're only favored by six and a half. A and M is favored, or Arkansas is favored. <laughs> Uh, let's let uh, do based off of what I saw. I mean, that's, that's uh, can both teams lose? Cause I mean, <laughs> look, KJ Jefferson is a mobile quarterback. He's a big guy. He does have an arm. Uh, he's not accurate. He's not the greatest decision maker. Give me Arkansas. Going with Arkansas. Yeah. Based on, on not a good decision maker. The fighting Pittman's. That's it. Well, you know what? I, I'm as much as I hate him, I'm going to go with Jim Boo. Really? Yeah. Man, I can't stand Jim, but did you see him on the field during uh, the Auburn game? You, you know, man, if, if if I am that ball carrier, I'm running him. I would have right, – oh, yeah, I would have plowed – I don't care if it was Nick Saban out there. I would have plowed uh, clean into him. Yeah, just run him, just send him send him to the locker room. You know you're getting on ESPN if you do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, 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 you're – that's the play of the week. 100%, man. You're going viral. Oh yeah, you're 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 on the Pat McAfee show. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you're there. Could you imagine somebody running over Nick Saban? <laughs> Him being on the the following week, being on the Pat McAfee show with a neck brace and a black eye, <laughs> having to having to talk about getting <laughs> run over, <laughs> like Prino after the motorcycle accident. <laughs> oh look, the player met adversity on the field. All right. <laughs> he ran me over. He ran. He ran through me like through a tin horn. <laughs> All right. All right. Bring on the next one. Come on, man. South Alabama Jaguars at James Madison. Give me the South Alabama Jaguars. USA. USA. USA, baby. Let's go. I'm taking South myself. I almost went to med school there. You should have. I should have. I should have. Because you you would have probably not enjoyed it, but you should have. Uh, we could have hung out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Man. I would have. I would have definitely failed out of medical school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Next one. All right, this is it. Bama at Mississippi State. Uh, what's the spread? Have you seen the spread? I, you know, I had it written down, and then I'm I made two list, and I'm, I'm not good at this. Bama by 14 and a half. I don't, I don't know what you did, but, but you, I did you, absolutely nothing. Uh, for you know those what? of you still listening, it was the comment about Catholicism that did it. Uh, yes, yes. I made all their idols of Mary angry, and she That's disconnected it. me from our podcast. That's uh, it's more likely that 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 Bill uh, did something. I don't know. That was weird. So we're 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 on a we're on a fast train to getting canceled. I can tell you that. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry if if the truth is enough to get you canceled. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to apologize. Don't. Uh, there's Mike, me, fine bomb. Uh, Still waiting. 
Oh, you want somebody to fight you? Paul Feinbaum. I'm still waiting. Man, Feinbaum. Man. That that man. He would. I don't. I don't think you could handle him. I could handle Feinbaum. He put Tebow in the ring for against me. Though I can't fight Tebow. Man, he would shake that head and those ears would beat you to death. I don't know, man. I maybe he kind of Dumbo me to death. Man, oh yeah. I don't know. I don't think he eats meat, man. I, I'm pretty sure he'd he'd probably be really cold and tired by in the first round. You think you you think he's a you think he's a vegan or vet, vet, I, vet? I do. I I think he is a rabbit. Yes. Really? Um, yeah. Hence the ears. Um. Yes. What? What's you know what he looks like? Yeah, he looks like a troll. Dobby's a free elf. <laughs> Master has given Dolby a sock. Yep. Speaking of which, speaking moment of, 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 moment of silence for Dumbledore. Yeah, uh, Dumbledore from Star Trek. Yeah, man. Wands up, baby. Wands up. Man. He uh, you know, he he was fantastic in uh um episode four alongside Darth Vader. Um did I mean fantastic. I don't know all the nerds just canceled us too. Hey, we're where's the they're gonna be lined up outside our doors. I know the Catholics and the Harry Potter and the Potterheads are, are coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I love Harry Potter, man. I actually, uh, I actually really, really uh, enjoy the work of Michael Gambon, and um, that's tough, man. Eighty-two years old. He's a, the second guy. Dumbledore. Yeah, to actually play. I, I told my youngest son uh, this morning, text message. I said, "Hey, man, Dumbledore died," and his response was, "Ah, oh, not again." Not again. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Come on, man. Anyway, um, I mean, hey, yeah. like some people we know, some people we know have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of grandparents. Yeah, me. Maybe, maybe they have a lot of Dumbledores. Uh, they did have a lot of Dumbledores. You know, the first guy passed away after the first two movies, and then um, uh, Michael Gambon took the role. You know, and I just I get them so mixed up. You got Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Uh, look, uh, hey man, uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is Star Wars with crappy lightsabers. There's some comedian that said that, and he's spot on. <laughs> um, I do often find myself at Universal Studios enjoying a butterbeer and Diagon Alley, though. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm, pretty cool stuff. Never been to Universal. Never been to Disney. Well, I'm telling you, man, we get you down here one weekend. We can knock it all out, man. Have a great time. Um, I do not live in Orlando, uh, for those of you who are now assuming that I do. Don't tell him. But I do, I do spend a lot of time there. Tell him where you live. He, he lives in Tampa. <laughs> I live I live right there next to that mermaid place. If you've seen the mermaid show on Netflix. Speaking of uh, Tampa, the, man, the hoochie coochie mermaid. I, I place. We, we are totally off track here, but it's cool, man. They need some entertainment. Bill was was speaking of Tampa, was clogging us up. Speaking of Tampa, there is a small community near Tampa. I know where you're going with this. What is the name of it? Is, I don't know the name of it, but it's all retired carnies. Yeah, what? Hang on, let me let me find the name. It's Gibsonville or Gibsonton. I don't know, but we should go there. Let's see, Gib Gibson. Let me let me find it. Gibsonton, Florida, I believe. Okay, yeah, stick it, with that. It is that sounds right. Tampa. Um, I watched the documentary once. Did you, did you did you see the documentary? 
No, I I saw the one about the mermaid, the with Lacucci mermaids. What? I'm butchering that. You know, it's on Netflix, man. It's about these people, mermaids. The what? We were Hitchkey. The week wiki wachi wiki wiki wachi something like that. Springs. It's near yeah near Steenhatchy, I think. Um, just that's, that's, a bunch of grown adults with mental health issues that want to be mermaids. Gibsonton, man, it, it is the retirement village of carny sideshows. I bet their uh, cotton candy is legit. Oh, yeah. popcorn, <laughs> cotton candy. Uh, yeah, uh, roasted roasted almonds, oh, whatever. Uh, or pecans. Almonds is, is that a circus thing? I thought that. Yeah, I thought that was a Bucky's thing. No, man, they they do that everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, but Bucky's is not original. Don't don't let them fool you. Man, don't talk. You don't you talk about Bucky's. I love Bucky's, man. I, I love Bucky's just as much as the next guy. I buy all my Roosevelt shirts at Bucky's, but they, uh, I mean, they just took a a southern boutique store uh, and a fishing clothing store and combined it with uh, a beef jerky place. Yeah, it's and, it's like it's like what do they got? Like eight thousand flavors of beef jerky. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there, and I may get um, we're definitely getting canceled when I say this. Heads up. Beaver nuggets aren't that great. No, I hate beaver nuggets. No, they taste like they taste like dry cereal. Well, well, you know, I've, I've got an interesting Bucky story because I, you know, bring it for a while. I boy, be roll, baby. I wouldn't even step into a Bucky's. I, I wouldn't even look at it when I drove past one. Mm-hmm. Um, I most I don't know how many people know I I'm a big fan of Icy's. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Icy, I'm gonna buy it. I'm I'm gonna fill it up half Coke flavored, half cherry flavored. And whoa, you know, whoa, I'm, I'm gonna enjoy myself and I'm gonna be the fat kid and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna drink it and I'm gonna enjoy it and be happy. You just just sit there at the picnic table, kicking your feet, enjoying your, your icy. Normally, normally I'm in the left hand lane driving 97 miles an hour, texting and enjoying my icy, but anyway, <laughs> that's um, hands free. <laughs> <laughs> but i go in you know i go in these small gas stations around here and you know you get the 44 ounce styrofoam cut and you fill it up and you pay your dollar nine and you you're yeah. happy so i go into bucky's one day and i get one of their 44 ounce styrofoam cups <clears throat> i go to the icing machine and i fill it up and one mm-hmm. of his employees come by and says sir you can't you can't put ice in one of those cups and I said, well, what what do you mean? She said it has to be in an icy cup. That's why. Is that like a federal regulation? Apparently, but that's how they they charge for the ices. And I said, look, I said, you can charge me for two large ices. I don't care. I want it in a styrofoam cup. It's hot outside. Yeah. Did you pull out your like where the, the card where they punch it and you get one free after every no, five punches? I, I didn't have did they have those? Uh, no, but they should. They, they should. So we go, you know what you should be, hold on. You should have just, you should have ripped your shirt off and been like, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> we can do what I want. I'm free. We've changed some words and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it make sense. Over an icy? Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying we exchange words, but I'm like, make it make sense to me. I'm like, I'll pay 10 bucks for this right now. It's hot outside. So you take Icy's very serious. I take them seriously. Okay. The point, is, uh-huh. the point is, it's not a. It wasn't a point of. I didn't care. I wanted it in a styrofoam cup. 
I get it. It's hot. It's going to melt quicker if it's not. Uh, I'm tracking. Okay. okay. I'm tracking. So, no, sir, you can't do that. So, I put down my $87 worth of beef jerky. My, I think I had eight or nine bags of roasted pecans and almonds. Um, you have a couple of swimsuits I, and salt life shirts. I probably had a couple of boxes of fudge. Okay. I left Bucky's and I didn't go back for like six or seven months. That's hardcore. That is hardcore. Man, let me tell you, Chris, I live smack dab in the middle of two Bucky's. Yeah. I have one in Daytona, one in St. Augustine. Uh, and I often still stop when I travel back to Alabama. Uh, I still frequent the one in Leeds as well as the one in Calhoun, Georgia. Right. Um, I love that place. I, I love Bucky's. Um, um, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm 30 minutes from one, maybe, maybe 35. Yeah, you are. You're close and, to one too. And you know, and, and and there's times I'm in the parking lot there because my company I work for, I have to meet some guys. That's our halfway point. And I'll be in the parking lot and I may, may not even go inside. It just depends on the work day, but, it's just Bucky's is just not that important to me anymore. Sir, you have you have an amazing amount of self-control. Maybe maybe what it, you know what I think it is? You know how people that live in Gulf Shores doesn't they don't go to the beach? No, I live I live 4 miles from the beach and I rarely go. You know because it's right there. It's you always have it. And I think that's you, Yeah, you know it's there. You don't want to deal with tourists. Right. I get it. So now that's how I look at Bucky's. Yeah. It's not convenient anymore yeah, for you. Not. It's just to go there. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the only convenient time to go is three in the morning when the tourists aren't there. Yeah. The magic of Bucky's is dead. You've seen behind the curtain. That's it. Yeah. I get it. You know, and, and it's, it, hey, I'm about to get a quick trip five minutes from me. So I'm happy. Tracking. I get it, man. I, I will, I will hit up the, uh, the gross, dangerous gas station down the street um, that smells like uh, two-week-old mop water. Well, over smells, smells like a urinal cake. Yeah, yeah. I will go there and grab my Coke Zeros okay. instead of going all the way to Bucky's. Yeah. Uh, now, if I'm traveling, I will. I will go out of my way to stop at a Bucky's. I don't know why. Um, it just has this, uh, magic about it that I enjoy, but that's okay. Chris, um, we have lived up to our name today, uh, as we, we are entirely way off sides. We have, and we, we've got one more pick to make. Yeah, let's do it. If anybody's still listening. Mississippi State, Bama favored by 14 and a half. Yeah, I took Bama, definitely I, Bama. And I think they cover. I'm going with Bama. I say they cover, um, Bill sent me his picks, and you know what? It's it's way past your bedtime. It is. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually off tomorrow. Bill, um, man, hey, yeah. I, I know you you told me why you're off. Uh, you guys going to Universal or Disney over the weekend? We are going to Universal actually, so we'll be there Saturday doing Halloween Horror Nights. I expect a souvenir. I'd like you to mail it to me. Uh, why don't I get you something and hold on to it? Uh, so you have an excuse to come visit. There you go. That you know what? That sounds good. Um, I've been waiting, man. I've been here for two years. What, 11 hours to your place from mine? No, it's okay. like it's like six, seven. 
Well, you know, you know what? If I got if I got my ice and I'm in the left hand lane, may, maybe five. You could do it in five, five and a half. I will say, uh, you know, I, I I came up to Orange Beach, um, in July, um, and the halfway point is Tallahassee. Right. Um, definitely don't stop in Tallahassee. Right. Your life depends on it. Don't stop in Tallahassee. Pay free call. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I care about you, and I, I would be amiss if I didn't tell you to not stop in Tallahassee. So don't stop there. Um. Well, you know, I'm. You know, before we go, I'm gonna say this: a, a close friend of mine. They they went on on a cruise out of the uh, Port Canaveral. Cool. That's cool. That's not far from me. They they, they left his sister's house at. I can't remember what time it was, but it's it was 622 miles from her house to theirs. No, I'm sorry, 611 miles. That's a lot of miles. Um, he he did it in six hours and 22 minutes. That's that was with a fuel stop and getting pulled over into Funiac Springs. I wonder why he got pulled over. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Probably because he drove 600 miles in six and a half hours. Yeah. You know, I, I would not. I would not. I would drive the speed limit if I when I come down there. I'd drive the speed limit, uh, and I will bring souvenirs from Alabama. Oh, I miss I miss Alabama. Look, it takes me uh, it takes me about six and a half hours to get back to Northeast Alabama where I'm yeah. from originally. So the problem with Florida is it's long, but it's also wide. Yeah. Um, so to get, you know, to get to your neck of the woods, I have to drive cl- up the state and then clear across. Well, you know, you know, it's like I tell everybody, they don't, they don't believe it. I tell them when you, when you drive through Florida, it doesn't matter where you're at. There's nothing to look at. No, there's not. Everybody, everybody thinks, uh, Disney world and beaches, uh, you, you don't about remember. Florida, but if you're, if you're driving down 95 or 75, there's nothing there except for a bunch of cattle farms and swamps, you know, and it is, I, I remember incredibly underdeveloped a few times i've been to south florida miami fort lauderdale um i I remember driving down through at night and and in the distance i could see lights at universal yeah and maybe disney i don't know i don't know disney may have it had to be universal disney probably got some secret dome over the top they do they do they control the weather that's what i'm just kidding hey is it true that that walt disney's head is frozen at disney I can't tell you. No, you're an insider. But I'll just tell you that um, there is a live skull on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland in California. That's all I'm going to say. It's craziness. It's wild. Well, let's let's wrap it up, man. You need to go to bed. I will. I will. Uh, You want to, you want to. Uh, plug us shamelessly first. I hadn't even thought about plugging us. Uh, If you want to find us, we we, all of us are on Twitter or X or Elon, whatever you want to call it. Whatever it is, Musk, Muskville. Yeah, way way offsides Bill, way offsides Cotton, way offsides Chris. That's way with four A's. Um, We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're not very active on Instagram or TikTok right now. Um, Yeah, we need to be. We need to be more active on Facebook. Um, Michael threw some ideas out. You're probably going to start seeing them here pretty quick. Um, If you need to email us, it's wayoffsides. It's four A's at gmail.com. We're on Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, Google, Audible. 
my heart. I think that's it. Yeah, be sure. Look, be sure to 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 reach out. Um, you know, we yeah. we're this is still a relatively new show. We want to be engaging uh, with our audience. Uh, we want you to feel like you have a voice. You got something topics you want us to talk about. You've got opinions. Uh, if you want to fight me and you need my address, um, just I, yeah, reach out. Send an email. Fight. He 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 is a fighter. But you know, hey hey, if you want to be on here with us, reach out to us. Yeah, we would love to have. Uh, now, look, we want. We hope that your name carries some weight. Um, but you know, at this point, whatever, man. Hey, if if Willie Bob from Wilmer, Alabama, wants to be on, we'll let him on. Yeah, uh, just just if you say something stupid, we're gonna laugh at you. That's it. Hey, you've man, been warned. You know what? Yeah, Bill. This is your homework for the week. Get see see if you can reach out to Matt Mitchell and see if you can get uh, Barefoot Willie on the show. Oh, um, do you, do you think he could hold down a conversation? Mm, I don't know, man. You know who would be kind of I mean, cool? He can say blitz, Bama blitz. He could. You know who'd be kind of cool to get on the show? Who's that? Snoop Dogg. Oh man, I don't know if we've got enough weed or money. I don't know, man. He's a big football guy. He might just be like, you know what? Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, this. You know what? You you. You are you're you're our PR person. Find us and find them. Oh man, we're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Seriously, uh, make sure you're you're commenting, liking, following, uh, share us to your timelines. Uh, no matter what the social media app is, is. tag us. Co-workers. Yeah. Um, also, keep in mind we all like to live tweet during uh, college football Saturdays or in games. Um, been been getting some pretty good engagement on Twitter. Um, with all these emotional rants about Alabama's offense. So uh, make sure you're following us over there. Um, we also do a pretty good job of, of sharing detailed information about, you know, uh, what's going on during the game and things like that. Um, or, you know, we're not just hollering fire whoever into the sun. Uh, you know, we're, we're breaking down, you know, this is the problem with the offensive line. This is who's missing tackles. This is why the shifts are wrong. Um, so you're getting great A stuff. And and if anyone, hey, we, we take NIL deals too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um uh non-taxable under the table. That's it. If you you, you want to pay for uh, a new studio for us, we we'd be grateful. Yeah, uh actually I think Chris, I'm gonna give you some homework. You should start a Venmo for whale sides. Um, we could make some decals and pop on the back of our vehicles. We, we could, but what, what are they going to do? Just send us some money? Well, they might. But, but, it works for these people going to Disney World. I'm going to Disney. Man, we're three guys. We, re- we really have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, speak for yourself, well, sir. But I'm, I, am, I, mean, I am an educated person. No, I mean, we're, we're canceled already, so it doesn't matter. I, we're canceled. Look... We, there are a lot of people who agree with what I said earlier. There's, and there's a- now uh, we're more we're more at risk of being canceled for what you said about Bucky's than what I said about uh, Catholics. I mean, really, like let's be honest. I here. guess you're right. And so we're not canceled by everybody. Just some people that probably aren't listening anyhow because they're too busy praying to porcelain figurines of Mary. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, and, and the candles, and you know, yeah. Yeah, and and paying so, indulgences so, to pray. So, so, what game are we going to? Uh, are we talking about football? Yeah, we 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 need to make a game 
this I thought you were, you were talking about the Savannah bananas. Um, I actually wouldn't mind going to the Iron Bowl in uh, Jordan Hare Stadium. Find, find us some tickets. Um, okay, maybe there or um, the LSU game at home. You know, you know probably what? be a lot of fun this year. Any, any anybody listening, you want to donate us some tickets to the Iron Bowl or LSU? Or LSU, uh, we'll take them. Yeah, please do, actually do that. You know what? We work hard for you guys. We deserve it. Um, we all have mouths to feed. I don't know about so hard for. I work hard. It's it's uh it is almost one o'clock in the morning where I'm from right now. Well, we can't help you live in in Nova Scotia wherever you're at. Um, last side tangent, really quick before we go. Yep. Did you know that Florida is in both the Eastern and Central time zones? I did. I did. Is that not stupid? And you know what? So is Tennessee. Tennessee is, isn't it? Yes. That might be the dumbest thing. That's dumber than daylight savings time. But do you know that there's cities in Alabama that's in the eastern time zone? There are. There are. Um, somebody, uh, whoever the topography person was that drew those lines, did a bad job. Yeah, only because of the proximity to major cities in Georgia. That makes that makes sense. Okay. All right. All right. The more you know, people. The more you know. That's it. Uh. What what's that what's that uh you know up there near Columbus Georgia what's that uh uh West so, no I know what you're talking about small small town Phoenix uh Phoenix City is it Phoenix City is that Phoenix yeah Phoenix City yes so they're, Phoenix they're City. on Eastern Time and then when you get up to uh going up I eighty five you get up Valley Alabama right there at the state line yep they're they're on Eastern Time um, that's cool roll tide Paul. not really. I mean, it's not. It's it's dumb, but whatever. I mean, the reason I say that is, if if you're traveling and you know, and the gas station closes at ten and it's really nine o'clock, and I mean, you know, what I, mean. I get it. it. There's confusion involved. It's yeah. It's it's the Joe the Joe Biden effect. Yeah, man. Go get your ice cream. A bicycle, something. You know, the thing. Yeah, the thing. Paul. Yeah, be sure to publicly call your sister to the love of your life. Anyway, all right, we need to finish this up. That's it, man. Take us to the house. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. Uh, this has been one of our longer shows. We appreciate you all. We're sorry. Listening. It's, yeah, we are sorry. Um, you know, we, we do the rants uh, mainly for your entertainment. Um, and, and it's an excuse for us to get to talk without Bill uh, strong army in the conversation. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we hope uh, you're all blessed. Uh, say your prayers, read your Bibles, and until next time, roll tide. Roll tide. Right, I'm, I'm putting my dogs in their uh, respective beds. Hey, babies. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Have, dude, it was just, it just caught us off guard. That's all, Bill. <laughs> I, I have to talk sweet to my babies. <laughs> he just caught us off guard, oh. man. That's... <laughs> I don't think.